Megan, it's always the shows we really like where we're like, oh, this show's so good. Can't come up with a cold open to save my life, though. Yeah, I'm, you know, I, I've been sitting here trying to think about it and I am struggling. Does someone need help with something? Hoot, hoot. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hi. How, how did you get in here? I'm an all omnipotent being. I can be wherever I want. That is incredibly disconcerting. All right, so we've got to start a podcast. I've got it. It's familiar, but not too familiar. Hootie, no, no Hootie, we can't no. do that. Hootie, we can't do that one. <laughs> that's bad, Hootie. Oh, that's the one the bean dad did. I hated him. That's very, very timely <laughs> reference, Hootie. <laughs> Y'all remember bean dad? <laughs> Anyways... Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience! Hootie, no, no, that's not the show! Jesus, Hootie, come on! Have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> okay, Hootie, look, no, just say the name of the show. That's literally all you have to do. Oh, well then it's... It's... It's fun fiction, Hoot Please leave. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> So welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like, and I'll be haunted by that cold open forever. Hoot hoot! You took mine. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be like, yeah, I'll be haunted by my actions forever. Hoot hoot! <laughs> Megan Danger. I'm Megan. I'm Megan Danger. <laughs> so we didn't want to have to like skip a week in between but then i was like yo i've gotta do both seasons of this show i was like i'm not coming on this show and not talking about it if i don't get to see all of the seasons and also if i don't get to see all the gay all the gay. well part of it also was i i told you that um i was not going to be able to control myself it's like i'm going to sp i'm gonna spoil everything and I need you to be here with me when I do. <laughs> I have a fan pick, Scotty. <laughs> I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> it's so good. It's. I don't think I've ever been so immediately hooked as I was on Owl House. Like, episode one, I was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm done. This is all you need me. Because it is, It's. and I said this in a text to you, it is doing for the fantasy genre what Gravity Falls did for, like, sci-fi and horror, which is, hey, kids, here's this genre. We're not going to super sugarcoat things. We're still <laughs> going to show you a lot of the bad stuff, but otherwise, it's a fun story. It's going to get fucking weird, and you're going to love it. Oh, that's why I, I think I told you, I know I said it on the show at some point, like, ages ago, um, when it was still, like, season one was still going, that this was my Gravity Falls replacement that yeah. it, it very much scratches the same um, itch. It's so it's so good because it's, yeah, loose is loose is all of us. We are loose. <laughs> <laughs> loose is all of us, and also loose looks so good in a tuxedo. It is amazing. Oh my god! Uh, I remember watching the show and almost wanting the. Should we just get into the gay right now? Because the show is very gay, and I, initially I was like. 
kind of want to be jump scared by it. I don't want to know what character is gay or like what character identifies any certain way. And then Luz showed up with like slicked back hair and a tuxedo and went, that's it. <laughs> right there. You don't need to show me anything else. That's was, the one. It, it was great because you were just like, all right, so like. I know that there's gay here. Like, is it a main character? And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) don't get, you said doesn't get my, I was thinking Ida, like every time I was like, probably Ida. But the more the season went on, I was like, Ida's pan. Ida's Ida will take anything. Yeah. (laughs) Ida's down for whatever. And Ida is romantically linked with the shows of the non-binary character. Yep. The fucking canonical non-binary character, Rain Whispers, whom whom I love. Uh, yeah, this show's amazing. So of course, obviously, Disney canned it. Yes, <laughs> I was literally so. Like I told you before the show, my fan fiction this week is literally just an episode of this show, and I was literally this close to just being like, I'm going to tag. Dana Terrace on Twitter and be like, here's an episode pitch for season three. Let me write. And then I remembered and I got sad for two reasons. <laughs> yeah, I think, like I said, instead of I, I'd mentioned it at some point that like instead of like an actual next season, I think it's going to be like two movies or something. Yeah, like three, three or so movies, which I don't yeah. super mind if it's letting them get it done yeah, and not leaving us where it left us. Yeah, with half the cast back in the human realm. And, with the and, children and, safe. And then I bet Disney was like, we can't kill any of the kids. Put them through that door somehow. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's it's still it's like not it's still not going to be how Dana Terrace wanted. Like there is that joke in one of the later episodes. I can't remember which where Ida's telling Luce to go like do something else. And she's like, look, if we had all the time in the world then we could like go to the beach or something. And but we don't. So it's like, yeah, they had to like stay really plot focused. Like they couldn't do a beach episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it fucking sucks that Dana Terrace made this amazing thing and Disney, uh, you know, shit on it and got rid of it. And, you know, then they come out at Pride like we love everybody here at Disney. I adore uh, Alex Hirsch was like, hey, I'm about to publish every email y'all ever <laughs> sent me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to release a whole book of all of this at this point. <laughs> he gives no fucks. And mm-hmm. I, I love it. And Dana Terrace has reached the point where she also gives no fucks that she's said online plenty of times where it's like, Hey, yeah, I know, like, not all the episodes are dropped to Disney Plus, but, like, just pirate them, whatever. I don't have cable. I don't yeah. I don't have that app. I'm pirating them. Like, don't worry about feeling like you ought to support me. They fired me. I don't have a job with them anymore. Do what you want. <laughs> uh, so for the case of the people who don't know what Owl House is and just like our voices, <laughs> um, it's Harry Potter, but better, but not Harry Potter at all. Uh, it it draws on similar themes, I there would a, say. There is a magic school. <laughs> yeah. While watching it, I did multiple times go, damn it, I didn't need to make Sammy magic because the version of Harry Potter for the gays already exists, and it is called Owl House. <laughs> so so Luce is a, a, a huge nerdy teenager who watches anime and writes fan fiction and is generally just kind of weird. And she's supposed to go to a very lame summer camp or something. 
Oh, she's also incredibly neurodivergent coded. Um, Very. And uh, yeah, she goes through a magic door and now she's in a magic world full of like demons and monsters and magic and shit. And she's like, this, this fucking rules. But then everything wants to kill her. And then Give she- Give me your teeth! <laughs> And so she meets Ida the Owl Lady, who is, I can't think of the actress's name. I love, when, Wendy Malick. Uh, yes, Wendy Malick. I love, I love her voice acting. And she is, she's a, a wild witch, which isn't really a thing so much anymore because all of the witches are getting like drafted into this thing called the coven system where you can only do one type of magic because of the evil Emperor Bellos. Uh, who's voiced by Matthew Reese from the Americans, which never fails to fuck me up. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so uh, Luce learns about magic and doing magic in human ways. And she lives with Ida and also King, who's who's a creature. He's a perfect, wonderful little creature. He is my new. It's take that G away because I can him. I can King so much. <laughs> you you can the little rat boy what wears a collar. <laughs> I said it on Discord. I'll say it again on this show. If there is a creature that is small and snarky and egotistical, I will kin them. <laughs> that is my as my decree here. Um, and then also Hootie, who is the owl in the house, and he's just a fucked up long Furby. <laughs> Now is it's kind of gonna ruin the basis of my fan fiction of it. Hootie is also the Owl House, correct? Technically, well, Ida's the Owl Lady, so I think just by being in the house, it becomes the Owl House. Right. I think but- they referred to him as the Owl House itself once. But here's the thing, and I got I get into it. In my fan fiction: Hootie cannot be described. Hootie cannot be quantified by human language because I've got Hootie's no clue. A, a fucked up long Furby, but an owl. He's a tube creature, and he's also the house. And and he's he was uh what it was was when they were first figuring out the show and the characters and stuff. Um, and they were doing vo- like early voice work. Alex Hirsch did a bad Mickey Mouse impression because it yeah. made Dana Terrace laugh, but it was only supposed to be like a um, like a minor character. No, no, uh, that that wasn't going to be the voice. That it was like a I want to say oh stand- a temporary yeah, temporary yeah, yeah, voice like yeah. a t- temporary like stand in thing until they thought of something else. But mm-hmm. no, that's what they went with. <laughs> that's so good. And he only gets worse as it go. Did you know? Because I didn't clock it when I watched the episode. But the one where Luce films the video for her mom basically saying, like, here's what the demon realm is like. And then she pans the camera over and there's this <laughs> horrifying skeletal <laughs> bird face that I just thought was a random thing in the world no that's hootie without his skin he's hanging his skin on a wire (laughs) it's so good i could do a whole episode just on the concept of hootie it's true hootie is is enough to go on but so there's also little like magic kids running around for loose to befriend and one of them is named amity she's uh voiced by uh may whitman who is katara and others <laughs> yeah uh and amity in the first season is like an antagonist in that like she's kind of bitchy she she's she is a malfoy almost if we're gonna draw like comparisons to to, to the transphobic <laughs> shit but i mean like they seem somewhat 
I mean, she's from she's from a prominent family. Like she has a lot of expectations to be the best. Her siblings mm-hmm. are just haha goof goof dildo though. <laughs> they, they they all have stupid hair colors because their mom's like make it all green. <laughs> but then we start to learn things about Amity, like that she has a big honking crush on Luce. <laughs> And they do not hide it. One, but like it is the there sport, from the, the beginning. The sports episode is so good. The sports episode is very, very good. Like I'm at the there's I, a couple much, sports anime episodes in this show, and I love it. <laughs> there's a lot of just anime anime episodes in this show. Every single fight is beautiful. I have never like every single fight. I was like, wow, they played this perfectly. Like it either has like this weird, almost like juddery frame rate thing that like old school anime would do during fights where like monsters would it would force like monsters to look more creepy because they're moving more jaggedly they would do that during oh, yeah. scenes yeah. and i'm like oh that's so good uh but yeah i i adore the fight scenes i also adore amity and their relationship you know who i thought i wouldn't like and then just came to love willow <laughs> Oh, that's not how I thought you were going to... You don't... Like, Willow? Willow's amazing. I'm not a fan, usually, of, like, the soft character. And Willow initially does seem like the soft character sidekick to the main character. Cut to the end of season two, where Willow is just, like, shredded and also (laughs) probably could murder a man in cold blood if she wanted. And sometimes she might want to. Yeah, that was great, where it's just, like, like, just... Somewhere in the middle of season two, Will's just like, I'm going to get shredded. <laughs> and it's apropos of nothing, but like there's a scene where Amity visits her in her room and it shows her on her balcony and she's just like doing bicep curls <laughs> apropos of nothing. It's great. I thought you were going to say Hunter. No, I still hate Hunter. I, no! I, I'm at the end of the season and I oh. and I, and I think it is my own stubbornness holding me back, but I just cannot enjoy Hunter. That is an abused and manipulated child who's a clone of like 20 other childs. Yeah, but what can you do? I mean, <laughs> he's adorable and him and Willow are going to get married. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, those two fit. I um I found like there are, if you look up Owl House you will get infinite amount of ships and the first ship I actually found was not um what is, what is Amity and Luce's uh Lumity L- L- Lumity it wasn't Lumity it was Lumidio I believe which is Luce Willow and Amity and like a, a thruple I'm like that okay. I will I also approve of that yes. I'm also down with that. These kids are gay. <laughs> These kids be so gay. Oh, God. And then the flashback episode where you see how Ida and Rain met. God, those two are. Kid, kid Ida is great. <laughs> kid Ida, young Ida, old Ida, all of them. Yes. I, I love I love baby Ida. I love that entire episode. I also love that they got like. A voice actor who can really do Wendy Malick as a kid. Yeah. Like, it sounds so much like Wendy Malick that I'm like, okay, I see how this become that. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, like, she does a, a really good job. Jesus, I'm like, just, it's like, there's just so much. Because <laughs> there's also just, the some of the goofs are just wild. Like, this is from an early, early one. I think, like, episode two or three. When mm-hmm. Luce is going on the epic quest that she got conned into, and there's like 
um it's like all these like tropey things are happening and there's a brooding like warrior prince uh who's following oh, yeah. her around <laughs> he's just like should have chosen me not Do you, you think love can bloom on the battlefield <laughs> like, yeah we're just gonna have a metal gear solid <laughs> and then there is a scene later where firstly you cannot convince me this is a weird comparison. You cannot convince me that at least some of these animators don't watch a lot of Drawfy because <laughs> Hootie is definitely just that time Julia drew the cars <laughs> with the creatures crawling out of it. That's Hootie. It, it, it do kind of, there's, there is some, some Drawfy, and it makes it because I know uh, Cal, Caldwell doesn't work on that one. He does big city greens, but like, yeah. Disney I don't know <laughs> it's Disney adjacent at this point but that was one and then oh god what was it there was another one that reminded oh yeah there's a scene where a loose like turns into a quote-unquote like anime character and I swear it's Chris from the legends of Chris because <laughs> she's got her hair like <laughs> spiked up and she's got a giant dumb sword on her back I'm like yeah I think a lot of it also is is um and sort of digressy but it's like another reason why i love a, a totally different cartoon show on a cartoon network called craig of the creek cj loves that show so much it's a really cute fucking show but it's made by people who are our age and who love you know all the video games and anime and shit that we grew up liking so all those jokes are baked in there's mm -hmm. a there's a kid on that show who's got a big poster in his room and it's clearly an evangelion poster and it says it's a sad boy pilot get in is what's on the thing and i'm like this is great this is for me this is a joke for me watching oh there was a there was a good one of those with Ida. so um Ida, by the way we know we talked about great she is she does also have a terrible curse that will turn her into a giant horrible owl beast and eventually she learns to control that beast somewhat and becomes harpy Ida who is badass and a great character design. And then she has to learn how to turn it on automatically. And she's like, well, I was studying these human tapes and it seems all I need to do is flex my muscles and scream a lot. <laughs> and it's very clearly like a DBZ case. So good. Yeah, no, uh, Harpy Ida is, is, is monster fucker bait. Like, through yeah. and through it i think she even looks in the mirror and she's just like "Ooh, mama <laughs> <laughs> she's like this looks good and i'm like yes it does <laughs> either the old lady <laughs> sure do but there is also like people have pointed out that it, there is like a powerful metaphor in there that it's like ida has a essentially kind of like a chronic illness in a way yeah and like it's never gonna go away but you know that she is able to manage it with like you know medication quote unquote and you know po potions but like and a strong like support system of mm -hmm. people to like help her and understand her and that you know her learning to like control the curse is also her like making peace with the fact that it's a part of her oh and, yeah like, th that's pretty cool <laughs> and the fact that they also like you you mentioned the potions but then to go a step beyond just i need medication it's oh also by the way sometimes that medication your body gets used to it and it stops working there's a whole episode where Ida's like i don't know what to do the potions don't help me anymore like i have to take eight instead of taking one i'm like dang y'all knew exactly what you were doing with this didn't you <laughs> 
it's it's really good it's just mm-hmm. really fucking it's so funny but then it's also just so well thought out and constructed it yeah it's very it's very good and then of course the person who gave her the curse was her sister lilith who didn't like much in the first season but my god the second season yeah she's also another antagonist who who we come around on that's that's what i like about this show every antagonist there other than like one they're like you're it's okay they're cool <laughs> it's okay they're all right <laughs> yeah we're gonna be friends now. kikimura almost gets there not yeah kikimura's close <laughs> and the collector is gonna be a big bad at this point like i know he's they are very cool and they did make some make the big bad explode against a wall spoiler alert yeah they turned the very big scary man who who could kill everyone into a soup into, <laughs> you, into a villain gazpacho the collector turned emperor bellows into marmalade using bricks which is very difficult to do <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, and and then God, there's just there's so much in the second season that just like hits you so hard because there's also when King is trying to figure out like what he what his little weird deal is, and mm-hmm. you get thrown a lot of interesting like uh, red herrings and curveballs and stuff, and then they make you think that he's found his people, but no, they're wearing they're regular dudes and they're wearing the skulls of his people as helmets. Yeah. Way? That episode almost like ruined me. Uh, that one's one of my I really dug that one. That one was one of cuz I really dig King just like as a character, but I mean the one that got me, this was probably the hardest cry I I did during the show. <laughs> of which there were probably about 5 solid cries of Owl House, but for me the saddest one <laughs> came out of nowhere, but it's an episode where King and Luce basically are like we've got to win this big race that way we can get on the news and then we can tell the world hey king's king wants to know who his daddy is show us like all that and then that doesn't happen because they can't have expectations be fulfilled but then of course um i can't remember if it's loose or if it's ida pulls out their their wizard smartphone for lack of a better term and films a wizard facebook live of king and it starts out like how the episode kind of programs you to expect where he's like my name is king i don't know who my people are i was raised by uh this person and then he promptly pulls out i'm getting i'm getting emotional about it right now (laughs) (laughs) pulls out a uh a name change paper to where he was going to legally change his name to king clawthorn and also like through the course of this episode ida thinks that because Luce is doing all this stuff to try to get back home, and it seems like King is also going to leave to like try and figure out where his family is. So a lot of the episode is also Ida coming to terms with the fact that like the people that she loves might be like ready to leave her now, and it's like, nope, tricks you. <laughs> you have your child legally now. <laughs> it's so good. I I also love how King is the only character in media I've ever seen force themselves into an adoption. <laughs> You're gonna adopt me, way. <laughs> that's my favorite affectation i love and i've said it many times i love when a artist can make something very stupid into something that can cause an emotional response taika watiti is very good at it uh this show is very good at it and the ultimate way they prove that is by turning king's catchphrase which is 
like a little Waluigi from just a funny (laughs) sentence that he says into like an emotional crux of who he is as a character because it gives him powers. And then in the very final episode, possibly forever until they announced more of them. (laughs) Kang sends all of the the kids into the human realm with a very loud (laughs) and I cried at the word for about five minutes. Oh, he's so I love King. He's I, the moment he showed up. I'm like, all right, you're and you're voiced by Alex Hirsch. You're mine. I've adopted you. You're I my want, baby. I want a stuffed animal so fucking bad. Hey, bud. Uh, so fun fact about old Scotty Mo. Um, whenever I find something I want, I just keep a tab open on Safari on my phone. And there is a massive tab. that's just nothing but King plushes. <laughs> just it. It never fails to amaze me how disney's willing to just throw money out the fucking window it's like, this it's now ducktales as well although i still haven't finished season three of ducktales so i don't know if they if they landed that or not yeah i i never did either <laughs> all right let's see we've talked about lilith the the twins i love the twins because they are just true neutral they're like we'll do whatever we don't care <laughs> we're down with it <laughs> Yeah, we'll set you on fire and then help you a few episodes later. It'll be okay. They call Amity Mittens. Yeah, it's very, very cute. It's adorable. I just remembered one last character. Okay, because I was gonna say we could talk about the collector and the fact that like I have so many questions because they're like, he's not a witch. He's not a wizard. He's not a demon. He's some kind of child from the stars. And he Mm -hmm. is a little kid like he's a young kid. And he uses like he seems to have a young kid's understanding of the world that him and Bellos made a a deal and they pinky swore on it. But also like the kid do know that he is committing he is committing atrocities. Yeah. <laughs> with the, the day of unity. <laughs> yeah, he's down with it. I, yeah, I think he got to be like something from before, which is creepy. According to like the limited research I've done, like theor- people have theorized that the person that sealed the collector away was King's dad. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be fun to see if that comes around with like with King and what that means. Uh, yeah. No, the the other character I want to bring up is not really in the season much, but God, I love V. So what had happened was. Luce is, you know, in the demon realm. She's away from her mama. She can't communicate. She can't really get anything over to the human side. But well, the no, whole- they, they've been texting. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I can't remember. I couldn't remember if it worked like that or not, or if she's just been looking at her phone. Um, so, God, that adds some plot holes into this situation. But the whole situation is that she is away at camp. So. It's okay. We can get away with a few weeks in the demon realm. No big deal. Exactly. But then time passes. And I guess at that point, they realized we can't keep the show going without figuring out a way (laughs) to explain away the fact that her mom's going to have some questions after a while. And the way they answered that was by replacing Luce with a basilisk transformed into herself. Just because, and they play it up like it's a villain at first, and then it's just, no, I'm a basilisk who really loves your mom. (laughs) You say it like that, just loves your mom. (laughs) Yeah, well, because it's any time... That you see that, like, you know, uh, in-person imposter-like shit in shows and whatnot. Like, yeah, that's fucking creepy. Someone is replacing you. Someone's pretending to be you. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, that immediately has creepy villain connotations. It's like, no, she's just a sad lizard looking creature who <laughs> is like just desperately wants to be loved. <laughs> And the twist of that episode is because, like, obviously, when Luce comes over to, quote unquote, kind of comes over to the human realm, magic's involved, no big deal. It kind of sets up this, oh, it is okay for me to go back. It is okay. And then Owl House, doing what Owl House does very well, rips the rug out from underneath you and says, (laughs) nope, she's going to talk to her mama, tell her entirely about the demon realm, and then you're all going to cry at the end of this episode. (laughs) Yeah, no, and and uh, V V and Lucy's mom get get along great. They find out it's fine, it's good. <laughs> yeah, they beat the shit out of some incel. God, that dude sucked so much. That dude was the worst. Yeah, he fucking sucked. He was a witch hunter incel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, we may do a second episode on Owl House at this point because I want to talk more about not like in a row. I mean, like after season three and all that comes right, and goes, yeah. we may do it again once once uh, it's finished. Yeah, I I get that. Before we before we get into our our fan fictions, uh. I have I have activity. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make. Well, I say we're. I already did it, and then I'm gonna do it with you. Uh, make Owl House Sonas. Okay. So this involves you're, you're gonna create a character. We'll start with the basics here. Are you a humanoid or are you some kind of weird creature thing? You know the answer. I'm a little titan. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna be a little titan boy. Um. And, uh, yeah, so I decided I'm going to be, like, humanoid, but I think maybe, like, um, like, uh, a tail or, like, a couple extra eyes or something. Just, you know, keep things, keep things fresh. What is, what magic do you specialize in? So there is illusion magic, bard magic, construction, plant, abomination, beast keeping, healing, oracle, and potions. Versions. I'm a I'm a little illusion man. I'm a fancy That's what little. I took too. <laughs> I like to think that I walk around and if I feel like if I feel self conscious, I illusion up a little tuxedo for myself to make me feel oh more confident. God. Oh, I love it. Oh God. Okay. Uh. So, what is your palisman? Who, oh, who is your, who's your fun little friend on a stick? Mine would be a cat, obviously. Cat is very good. What's uh, this didn't get answered now that I think about it in the season finale. What exactly is Luce's palisman? And it's just like get a, to see. It's just an egg. Yeah, it's an egg. We'll find out. Does the palisman have to be an animal? They all have been, so I think yes. Okay, I'm gonna then I'm gonna change up my answer slightly. To Truckosaurus. <laughs> my initial <laughs> my initial pick was Monster Truck, but now since it has to be an animal, Truckosaurus. Are you part of a coven? Or are you like a kid going to school? Like what are you doing? I've decided I'm going to be uh, with my illusion magic. I'm a professional grudge bee player. I'm just kind of trying to find my way right now. Like I don't know. I don't have plans at this point. I'm just kind of a wanderer. And then uh, for choosing your Boiling Isles name, names in the show, some of them are kind of weird. And so what I did was I pulled up a wiki roulette and I just went through random Wikipedia pages. And so the first one I got was uh, was Rooks, like the birds. 
and that's i'm like that's just, fucking great yeah so it was rook and then for the last day like i had to cycle through a couple pages just because it would say things like the economy of sweden or the bridge collapse of 1892 my name is rook's teenage mutant ninja <laughs> turtle shredders revenge colon we edition so i got luca grimaldi who was a genoese troubadour in 1240 uh, so my car- my Owl House character's name is Rooks Grimaldi, and I'm like, that's perfect. Um, okay, I'm on Wiki Roulette right now. Do um, it. Oh, here's the thing, though, because like I think demons or not demons, but little titans should have a different naming convention. But the first one I got was Cascade, and that is a good name. That is a good name. Oh, the Dean of Durham. There you I'm go. Not, just Dean. I don't mind just Dean. Or like Cascade Dean. Casc- oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> it's still, it, yeah, but it's it's great. <laughs> I, I I want I think I want to go with Dean because like King is an authority figure name. Dean is kind of an authority figure name. <laughs> it's a it maybe a real a more realistic expectations authority figure name. <laughs> he just kicks down the door. I am the dean of community colleges. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Worship me. <laughs> Worship me. All right, should we get into some fun fiction? Yes. I think I want to draw Dean in. What was yours again? Uh, Rook Grimaldi. <laughs> yeah, I, I may I may draw them later. All right. Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Um, I guess I can go first because okay. Uh, yours is apparently going to be like heartwarming and stuff so I feel like we it's, should end on that <laughs> yeah it's heartwarming and Hootie's a main character sure you can go with that definition <laughs> well that you said it was nice yeah it's pretty nice I'll, I'll say that Um. so what I did I like the first thing that I wanted to do was like a um what happens next like prediction kind of fic but it kept yeah. coming out very angsty and I wasn't happy about that. Yeah, I mean, I will say that is the one that this show always has hope, even like in its darkest moments. So what I did, basically, I did what you did last episode, what you did for Izzy Hands. Oh, okay. Uh, I have chosen to do for, for our new friend, The Collector. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> the Collector loved to play games. There were really only two things in the world he needed to be happy, and that was games to play and a friend to play them with. Should have been simple, right? Then why was everyone always giving him such a hard time? Some people said he played too rough, but it wasn't his fault that mortals, even magic ones, were so fragile and squishy. That was why he had taken after chasing down magical creatures that seemed like they'd be a better match as playmates, like the Owl Beast. Except even that game was over too quickly. But then, he had a great idea. A perfect idea. Who better to play his games than one of the strongest creatures in the entire Boiling Isles? A Titan. Now we just had to find one. Luckily, he found a whole group of people called the Titan Trappers who, bonus, loved the way he played games. They called him the Grand Huntsman, which was a super cool nickname. Except then they had to get all weird with it and start worshipping him and they wouldn't play with him anymore. It was nothing but, oh, bless me in my hunts, Grand Huntsman. Give me the power to kill a bazillion titans, Grand Huntsman. So dumb. It also wasn't helping that they kept killing all the titans. Who was he supposed to play with? 
But then there was great news. A baby Titan. It literally could not get better than this. A super powerful being who would live for thousands of years and would never get tired of playing all kinds of games. Except... Well, his pops wasn't exactly on board with the whole idea for some reason and decided to be super lame and hide his son away where the collector couldn't find him. And if that wasn't bad enough, he trapped the collector under the earth for like ever. At least it definitely felt like forever until the day he finally, finally made a new friend to play with. Philip. Philip was different than anyone the collector had ever known. He was a human, which, you know, should have meant that he was even more breakable than regular people, but he had somehow managed to learn enough magic to locate the collector, and he wanted to learn more. So they played his games, and Philip learned magic, and Philip played even rougher with his friends than the collector did. He kept breaking Grimwalker after Grimwalker, and the collector wanted so, so bad to play too, but all he could do was watch and wait until the Day of Unity when Philip, who was now more regularly known as Emperor Bellos, had promised he'd use his power to free the Collector. He'd promised. Pinky swore even. But it turned out that Philip was not a good friend after all. But, but, that was okay, actually, because then the Collector made another new friend, a better friend. The friend he'd been waiting to play games with for hundreds of years. A Titan. His name was King, and he promised that he'd set the Collector free, and they wouldn't just play games, they'd play a totally new one he'd never even heard of called Owl House. And, yeah, yeah, there was an and. And the game took a whole island of people to play, which meant even more new friends. Yes, this was great. This was awesome. All he had to do was reverse the Day of Unity draining spell, but yeah, fine, whatever, who cares? The only reason he'd helped with that was for Philip, and Philip was so old news. And then King frees him, and it's so exciting. He would reshape the Boiling Isles to be a giant playground for him and all his friends. He even decides that he and Philip could still at least play one last game together. Too bad even after all the magic and power he'd absorbed, Philip was still so slow. And squishy. The Collector knew King would be a thousand times more fun to play games with than Philip. And he hoped his other new friends would be too. Because if there was one thing that was true about the Collector, it was that he loved to play games. That's what I did. Yay! I love it! That was good. That feels like one of the things where... Was season two rushed in any way? Because... Probably. Yeah, he seems like he should have been a lot more fleshed out than he was. Yeah, I was like on the wiki. Like, I forgot that... In that episode where Ida learns to like figure out the owl beast that the one who like caught it was yep. the collector. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was just like digging around, like, all right, where are all the times he shows up? <laughs> where where was he at? He's just very compelling in a very brief amount of screen time. And I just like the idea of like because you know, a lot of times they'll have, you know, an amoral character who has like a childlike understanding of the world. And he definitely seems to have a childlike understanding, but he seems to know also that, like, he's scary. He gets it. <laughs> he <laughs> understands. Uh, also, an, another non-binary character, the Collector, which made me happy to learn. Yes, he, he they. <laughs> the the, uh, the youngin started watching Owl House. And you know where there, people online are like, 
my kid saw a gay couple and was just like, love's love. And I was like, thank you. And then that kid grew up to be Justin Bieber and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, did not did not work that well in our situation because he was like, wait, th- they're girls and they're dating. And we're like, yeah, bud, shit happens. He was like, oh, OK. And I was like, and if you think that's something, let's talk about rain whispers real quick. <laughs> So we're like using it as like a teaching moment. But then at some point I got overzealous and was like, I need to find more gay in the show. So I, mean, I looked Willow, it up. Willow got two dads. Willow do. I, that one got brought up too. At some point I just had a machine gun of gay and was firing at him. Oh my God. I was just like, I need you to understand this is normal, kid. I, I love that it's like the opposite of what you always see online of like the if there are queers in my kids shows, that means I'm going to have to talk to them about it. How dare you make <laughs> me have to communicate with my child about things they about media they consume? And you're just like, no, no, we're going to talk about all of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, you know, the scariest day of my life would be the day Ripley comes out to me as straight. And I just count that never happens. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Ripley, your mom and I love you no matter what. Even if you're a dirty heteronormal. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> the collector's non-binary. I found that out. I rushed to the bedroom with excitement. I was like, he's like me. He's like me. <laughs> and, and Emily was like, yeah, he's like a spiritual god who floats through the ether and does not have a human corporeal form. Probably non-binary. He's <laughs> just going to take a guess. He's just like me for real. <laughs> I'm also a spiritual figure floating through a two-dimensional plane. <laughs> All right, let's get into mine. And I'm going to taper expectations right out the gate because I did say I wrote, I basically wrote an episode of Owl House. However, I did not write the A plot of that episode of Owl House. I have only written the B plot. So at <laughs> one point, the A plot is going to have to leave, and I need all of you at home to just be cool with that. <laughs> if you want to write your own version of what happens, that's fine, but it's not the story I'm telling. All right, open your eyes. Dada! Lose the human called out to the greatest witch on the boiling isles herself, Ida the Owl Lady, who promptly opened her eyes to discover Luz and her girlfriend M- Amity Blight dressed in nearly matching witch costumes. Well, aren't you two the cutest thing I've ever seen? Ida responds. What is it? You can call me the Good Witch Lazula. Luz responds with a flourish as Amity passes in front of her with a flip. And I am Hamity Blight, Luzura's sworn enemy turned ally, and perhaps... Amity grabs Luz and twirls her in for an embrace before remarking in her most overdramatic voice, Something more? The two blush <laughs> momentarily before bursting out into laughter as Ida stared at them with the look of a confused mother who wasn't sure if their child was on drugs or needed drugs. <laughs> Come on, Ida, the good witch Azura! Hexide's letting the official Azura fan club hold their first annual LARP, and everyone's going. Gus, Willow, Principal Bump, they're all gonna be there. Well, if that doesn't sound like fun... No, really, it doesn't. Come on, Ida, <laughs> we're wanting to impress. This is the first year the Azura fan club's gotten to do anything at Xside, And we were thinking, what better way to impress than with the greatest witch on the Boiling Isles? Beg your pardon? 
Yeah, you'll complete the set. Luz is going to be Lazura, I'm going to be Lazura's ally, and you get to be her teacher. Amity proceeds to throw a copy of Book 2 of the Good Witch Azura on the table, open to a page describing Azura's teacher as a cranky old crow with a penchant for bickering, <laughs> next to an illustration of a nearly octogenarian woman with massive gray hair and a tall staff. Just as she was about to begin bickering with the energy of with an owl, not a crow specifically, she unfortunately looked up to discover both Luz and Amity staring at her with large, glistening eyes. In their hands was a hand-sewn dress. Well, mostly hand-sewn. Luz got exhausted after a while and just ended up putting duct tape on it. However, it was a perfect one-to-one -one of Azura's teacher's costume. You two are too gay for your own good, you know that? Ida grunts as she grabs the dress out of the youngling's hands and rushes up to her bedroom to change. And I can say that now because I'm not on Disney Channel. Ida... <laughs> Ida does finger guns as she ascends the stairs before passing by the room belonging to none other than the King of Demons himself. Ever since finding out that he was a titan, no, the timeline doesn't match up, shut up, King just wasn't himself. He didn't come down for time with the family, he just stayed in his room and stared out his window at the boiling aisles. Ida sighed as she looked at her boy before moving on to get changed in her room. Hootie! Hootie, my man, needs your help! Luz called to the... Man, I don't even have, like, fancy literature words to describe Hootie. God, how do you describe Hootie? Um, he's just uh, a tube with an owl face. And also is the house they live in. And also lives in a backpack. I, he's an abomination and deserves to be put down on sight. Anyways, Luz called to him and he quickly responded with an emphatic, Hoot Hoot! <laughs> Ida and I are going out for the day. I need you to keep watch over King. He's been going through a rough time. What? I thought I was going with you! Hootie responded before extending the full length of his gross sausage body into the room, revealing a perfectly sewn replica of Azura's dress, which Luz quickly notices is better than hers. I've been working on this all day! <laughs> He doesn't have hands. How does he sew? Lose what's going on. How does he sew? Amity whispers under her breath. She hadn't gotten quite used to Hootie yet. Look, Hootie, I'm the head of the Azura fan club at school. I have to be there. And you need to be there for King. He's your friend. Well, what's in it for me, Hoot Hoot? Hootie responds with a raised owl brow. Eyebrow? Uh, anyways. All right. You know what, Hootie? Fine. If you can find a way to cheer up King by the time we're back, I'll give you my scroll so you can message Lilith. You shouldn't have! Hootie squeezes in delight as he rushes towards King's room while Luz realizes that, yes, she really should not have. All right, gals, ready to go? Remarked Ida, who came downstairs in a beautiful replica of the elder's dress. Gone were the duct tape and ripped stitches, and instead was a beautifully designed gown fit for the greatest witch on the Boiling Isles. Unfortunately, it wasn't the dress crafted by Luz. It wasn't the dress she worked on for hours. Our good witch swallowed her pride, however, and jumped on the Ida staff with Amity, and the trio rushed towards Hexside to have this episode's A-plot, which I've not really thought much about, but Ida's definitely gonna wear that ugly dress at the end. <laughs> the King of Demons sits on a perch, a velvet pillow underneath him. At least, Ida told him it was velvet. He stares out at the boiling aisle, staring out at that massive skull that once possibly belonged to his own father. But also in the boiling aisles, he sees himself. He sees the towering giant he's destined to become. He sees his fate. Everywhere he looks, 
he sees his fate. To be washed ashore is simply bones for a new colony of witches and demons to build their lives upon. The king sighed when suddenly, Hey buddy, what you doing? Wanna watch great witches hex off? Screamed Hootie as he punched through the doorway and rammed directly into the wall next to where King sat. Hootie, what are you doing? I'm here to cheer you Look, up! I don't need to be cheered up. I just need... I need some time to think. King comments and looks out the window once again towards the aisles. Hootie begins to slither away when he notices King gazing at the aisles, but more specifically gazing at the bones of the Titan. Hootie saw King observing how great the bones of his alleged father were for building a civilization on. Hootie saw fear growing in the face of the King of Demons, and he knew exactly what to do next. Time for house trading! Hootie cried out as he grabbed King by the collar and rushed him downstairs, where he plopped him down outside the owl house. Hootie! King aggravatedly rises to his feet. What are feet. you talking about? Ida house trained me when I was three. No, 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 not house training! Hootie responds. We're gonna be doing house training! Hootie, you know you just said the same thing twice, right? <laughs> You're just worried you're not going to be a good house like your dad was, right? <laughs> your dad! He's home to the entire Boiling Isles. He keeps thousands of people safe every day. And you need a bona fide expert at the house game to teach you how it's <laughs> done. All right. Lesson one. To be a house, you got to have a door. Watch this. And Hootie proceeds to open his mouth wide as a doorway and let people in. A piece of behavior so disgusting, they only did it in episode one, and then they never did it ever again. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> King proceeds to try and open his mouth wide to become a door, but ends up just swallowing a firefly, which causes him to run around violently spitting fire out of his mouth. Hey, that gives me an idea! Hootie smirks as he moves on to lesson two. To be a house, you gotta provide protection. The horrifying owl tube cries out as he spits out the snaggleback in front Has of King. Has he just been in there this whole time? Please, God, let me die. <laughs> the snaggleback <laughs> cries out as suddenly Hootie consumes a great number of fireflies and begins to vomit fire down onto the snaggleback. Yes, merciful God, end me. <laughs> well, Christ. go on, king of houses, protect him. <laughs> King looks up shocked as he is forced to chase the snaggle back around and provide shelter from the violet fireballs of Hootie. King's fur gets singed, but he manages to walk it off as the snaggle back continues to cry out, No! Please! Let it end! Please, God, mm -hmm. just let this- His sentence was unfortunately cut off as Hootie once again eats him. <laughs> Good work! Now on to lesson three. The windows. And you know, King... Hootie proceeds to get uncomfortably close to the king of demons. They say the eyes are the window to the soul. So let me in. Hootie proceeds to stare into king's eyes and the king has to stare back, unfortunately. But as that horrid owl continued to stare into the eyes of the young titan, the walls surrounding his mind began to fall. His emotions began to rise and pour over and king felt tears coming. He wasn't sure why or how, but he knew it was Hootie's fault for bringing this whole stupid thing up. Hootie, I think that's enough for today. King commented quietly, attempting to get up and re-enter the Howl House, but Hootie stops him at the pass. Uh, no, we haven't even gotten to lesson four about floor planning or eight about garage door openers. <laughs> Hootie, I, I told you, I just, I need some time alone. 
Kang responds solemnly as he returns to his room and once again stares out his window at those giant bones of the boiling aisles while Hootie feels a tear come to his face when he realizes that he was not going to be able to talk to Lulu tonight if he gave up right now. Thus, he rushed to King's room where he finds the small titan curled up on that velvet-ish pillow and tears stained the fabric. All right, time for me to try my most dangerous technique of all. <laughs> Hootie comments when King suddenly looks up at him in a huff. Look, I don't care about your classes, Hootie. I, I don't want to be a house. I don't want to be a titan. I, I just... I just want to be king. I want to be remembered as the king of demons, and instead, I'm just going to be remembered as bones. I won't even be called king. I'll just be called a titan, like the rest of them, and I thought I'd be okay with that. But the more I look out there, the more I realize that one day, I'm going to be so big that I won't be able to see Ida anymore. I won't be able to see Luz. I won't be able to see you anymore and I don't want to be big I just want to be a little guy that sits in Ida's lap and she tells me everything's gonna be okay and and I believe her because Ida's never wrong well you know I want that too Hootie responds I'd love someone to come to me and tell me that everything was okay. I'd love for someone to tell me that I wouldn't have to worry about the boiling rains melting my precious stucco. I'd love for someone to tell me that I wasn't an abomination trapped inside a house, but they can't. But now, I get to tell people things are okay. I get to make sure you guys don't get scalded by rain. I get to make sure you guys are okay. And that's okay with me. Wow, Hootie, that was surprisingly poignant and even though your dead rotting carcass is one day going to stink up an entire quarter of our planet that's going to be okay too because even though all the world will see is your body they're going to feel what you've done the people you've changed the places you've been for instance right now all you can do is see me but someone outside can feel me Cut to a very disturbed Rain whispers outside of the owl house wrapped up in Hootie noodles. You know what, Hootie? You're right. Things aren't okay, and they may not ever be, but I can make them okay. For them. King remarks as he sees Luz, Amity, Ida, yes, wearing the ugly dress, and even more Hexide students rushing towards them, all fully LARPing in their Azura personas before crashing down in front of the Owl House. They laughed and celebrate having had a phenomenal A-plot while we were doing this house stuff. King rushes out and embraces Luz in a big hug, and the young witch smiles gleefully as, just for a moment, the old king was there. Suddenly, Hunter comes crashing down to Earth. Willow was chasing after him through the woods, and the crash spooks King, who rushes over into the waiting arms of Ida the Owl Lady, who quietly shushes him before petting him on the head and remarking, Don't worry, it's all gonna be okay. Hey, good work! Luz laughs as she rushes over to Hootie. Looks like we got our old King back, even for a little bit. So, where's my end of the bargain? Hootie comments as Luz giggles to herself. <laughs> okay, fine. I think you've earned it. She turns her scroll to message Lilith and turns to hand it to Hootie, before it immediately falls onto the ground and cracks into multiple pieces. 
Lucy doesn't have hands. Why did you just give it to him like that? My God, why does he exist? He's an abomination. <laughs> Amity comments in her patented Amity way before pulling Luz away as Hootie stretched down to peck at the broken bits of scroll. No! No, that's not fair! That's not fair at all! There, there was time now! There was, there was all the time I needed! There was finally time! No! And that's and that's my fan fiction for Owl House. Scotty, that was so good. That was delightful. Like on every level. Like it was it, it felt it felt like an authentic B plot. Um mm-hmm. and it was so sweet, but it was also very funny. And everyone's voice was eerily spot on. <laughs> That's why I mostly just picked the characters I could do impressions of. Like, I was a, I mean, it, it's a terrifyingly accurate hoodie. It's a really good king. Even that, you, you basically just did Aaron Hansen's voice. <laughs> and it was, it was good. It I was kind of creepy. Tr- I didn't try for that one. Oh no, am I just Aaron Hansen? Mm, you might be, bud. We have the same birthday and the, only the ends of our hair are dyed blonde. Oh no, I'm just Aaron Hansen. <laughs> The truth does come out. The truth come out. <laughs> Scotty Moore is his ego raptor. <laughs> I had the weirdest inspiration, but like the moment King found out about like him being a titan and him being a little guy that's going to be a real big guy, I'm like, that's so enthralling to to discuss. And then of all weird places, this was Scotty's weird inspiration of the week. Um, I watched Anthony Anthony Padilla Smoshman interview Markiplier and. I it gets somewhere and Mark was talking <laughs> and Mark was talking about like reading fan mail or something and uh, like a breakdown he had where he said, I realized I'd become so big in this case, famous that I wasn't able to have a personal relationship with all of my fans and all the people who I create for. And I was like, that's a very this is a very good allegory for fame is when is king becoming a titan let's play with this (laughs) all right but that's what i did um i'm not gonna lie may have forgot to schedule a guest for next week oops so we're gonna take a fan submission for next week and then i'll figure it out in the future (laughs) this is future scotty's problem this is future scotty's problem it's fine you got time i won't be able to record next week i will be in another state (laughs) all right uh yeah we'll take a fan submission for next week and then we'll just we'll have a guest next time it's okay this is from an oldie but a goodie nerd shrimp one who I think we have come, we've literally said we were going to do this one multiple times and I've had to cut it multiple times because we ended up doing something else. But you want to do Clue? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Do, let's do Clue. Yeah, that was fan submission. We'll do Clue next in two weeks at this point. Give us time to come up with like mysteries because I think we've <laughs> confirmed we're not great at mysteries at this point. I mean, yeah, but also I could just we, like we're going to be doing tim curry impressions the whole time i assume yeah that's gonna be the whole episode at this point if if and forewarning to anyone who's like hey what about doing wild thornberries what about doing rocky horror picture show <laughs> hey like it's gonna you know what you're gonna subject yourself to for that entire episode and ah. it's nothing but this ah. Ah.
How do you do that? I'm the bot. My name is the butt. Wait, fuck. What the fuck is his name? It's Wads Wadsworth, I think. I don't remember now. I'm the butler. Ah. Uh, okay, that's what you're trying to say, because you did just say, hello, I am the butt. My name. <laughs> I'm the butt. Where are there clues for this murder? <laughs> Oh, Marianne. <laughs> All right. So un until next week, where could people find you on the mm, Tim Curry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can find me at Twim Curry. <laughs> Twim, Twim Curry. Tempter. <laughs> you can find me on t Tim Curry Tinder. Um, Tempter. <laughs> Twitter at Meg underscore danger. <laughs> Sometimes I'm also on Tumblr at uh, was it? I think it's either MegDanger.tumblr.com, MeganDanger.tumblr. I don't fucking know. I'm yeah. there. I'm You'll pretty find it. easy to find. You during that last little bit did make me mentally think of quite possibly the her most horrifying vocal combination of all time, and it is Tim Curry doing uwu voice. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's my hard body to do. doesn't want to do that. <laughs> it's, what can it happen? I tried to and it doesn't work. Got Hello, to go to the one place that hasn't been tainted by capitalism. Spice. Spice. <laughs> he ordered one cheese pizza. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Obama. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It changes it into a completely different accent. I was Australian by the end you of that. Were. I see you shiver in anticipation. <laughs> that was just your normal voice, but I'll accept it. And you can... Whoa, I'm turning into Schwartz. I've now lost Tim Curry. I broke, my, I broke it because I, I flew too close to the sun and like Icarus, my wax Tim Curry accent melted. Oh no, I'm falling down towards the water. You'll never get me again. <laughs> so follow me on Twitter at twitch.tv slash scottymo. <laughs> And follow the other podcasts. There's Fight Boys. There's JWF Wrestling. And most importantly, The Weird. The actual play TTRPG where me and Megan make our friend Charles' life a living hell. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the most accurate description of that. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you to Best Day for the music that lets you know you just heard some real dumb cold open shit. <laughs> <laughs> lets you know that also the podcast is over now and you're free. Um, it lets like you know you heard a small mistake and then lets you know you heard a bigger mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like that, if you like not the mistakes necessarily, but the music that denotes them, you can hear more of it at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day or searching best day on music. And get that merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. You know what's bad? The other a day, a lot of things. Oh well, yeah, the other day, war, famine. <laughs> no, the other day I got three emails from T Public saying your design has been taken down. Not a single fucking one of them 
were the ones we have blatantly stolen like Spider-Man art for. Incredible. It was like the st- It was the stuff I did for Sammy Magic. It was like that. It was like, no, you've watched Owl House. You need to be purged of all of this Sammy Magic stuff. <laughs> yeah, the the the. <laughs> The shirt full of stolen um, fucking superhero logos and a picture of Baby Yoda. Those are still good. (laughs) (laughs) Still Disney's cool with that? (laughs) J.K. Rowling got really upset with you. And honestly, valid. Alright, and then uh, if you want to support the show and get the show early, you can get it at patreon.com slash load of B. S, you get the show as soon as it's edited. This one's going out later tonight. In fact, hold on. I'm going to send someone a message on the Discord, and then when they listen to the show, they'll be like, oh, that's what that was about. Because it's going to be there later tonight. It's just laser targeted. This is Hey at Big Mike. We make this podcast for like five people. We, We really do, but you know what? I've read them essays All it takes is five true fans and you can become a millionaire. I don't know if it was exactly five. The number may have been a little bit bigger, but five true fans is all it takes. Oh, let's look at it this way. We're never going to have Markiplier's problem. Yeah, (laughs) we're never going to have Markiplier or the King of Demons problem. (laughs) Hello, everybody. My name is Markiplier. Markiplier. <laughs> why, why is he a Muppet? Why is he a Markiplier? You get to run the two, the three, the four, the five nights at Fridays. Ernest, Ernest, Ernest.